0: Long time no see.
1: Long time no see. That was fucking sharp. Um, how are you?
0: Pretty good. Been good. How about yourself?
1: Pretty good. Um, you know how before we started, when Joe was in here and he was like, "That was a heavy pour," and I was like, "No, it's not." Yeah, I just took a drink. All Morgan couldn't taste the coke. So I, but I didn't like stir it up. You know.
0: I mean. Is it flat Coke?
1: What do you mean flat Coke?
0: Well, I don't know if it was like a week old or something you were pouring into.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. We just got this out of the vending machine like five minutes ago. Oh. Well, good luck. We'll try to keep
0: this short before it starts to
1: hit. Oh, it's, I'll be fine. Honestly, with like the, I was in my advisor's office the other day. Was that yesterday? What's today, Wednesday? It was yesterday. And I was like, oh, I have to come up with this, with a research idea for a class I'm in. It's a class that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, like, it's not my style of research, but it's a, like a core requirement. So that's why I'm taking it. And I walked into her office. It's She doesn't teach it. Someone else does. I walked into her office and I was like, I have to come up with an idea for so-and-so's class. And I have no ideas. And she looks at me and goes, that's unusual for you. was like yeah um I think it's just like the second semester malaise like setting in um so I could use the drink
0: I'm not looking at alcohol for a long time
1: yeah do you want to you mentioned that is that like a live share story or is that something you text me after the show to
0: elaborate uh, on that. No, just got together with some friends I hadn't seen for four or five years out in uh, the beautiful Black Hills of Deadwood. And uh Fun. it was gorgeous out there. Great skiing weather. Um, checked out Cadillac Jacks had a new that they like revamped their whole casino, which was nice. And uh yeah, just a good weekend. I just don't want to. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, was in Deadwood for St. Patrick's Day. Actually, that was COVID year. That was 2020 because we went on. I remember at, we left the Summit League tournament on Tuesday, went back to my parents' house in Mitchell. And Wednesday, because that was our spring break for at SDSU. Wednesday, we went out to the hills, had a little ski trip. My cousin Flynn from Texas with her best friend. Um and they hadn't been to Deadwood before, and it will also happen to be St. Patty's Day that weekend, and so we had like gone out in Deadwood.
0: Bucket list item. It's been, I've always wanted to go out there on St. Patty's Day week, like that weekend. I think it's those so days are fun. well behind me now, but I've I've always wanted to go out there.
1: I want to do it again because I was going through a breakup at the time, and I was not like I didn't want to be out. I wanted to be in the cabin at the hot tub. Like, not doing anything. Um, so I would like to do it again when I'm like in a good headspace. I feel like it would be a good time, but you know what else is going to be a good time?
0: Summit League tournament. The
1: tournament. I'm, two weeks? I'm so excited. Literally, wait. Okay. I was trying to do the math. Is it actually two or is it three? Maybe. I think it's three because there's two weeks of regular season play left, right?
0: Mm-mm. Well. Well, yeah, know. but two, because, okay, two weeks, two weeks from this Friday.
1: Yep, counting this Friday. You're right. You're right.
0: That's nuts.
1: Isn't it bonker nuts? It's did crazy. I did I
0: mention who uh, Saint Thomas their pet band? Or did I mention that last time that Good. it might be? Did I confirm that?
1: Oh, I thought it was confirmed. Is it confirmed?
0: Oh, it's confirmed now.
2: Yay! Go so Sioux Falls, Sioux
0: Falls Roosevelt, Sioux Falls Roosevelt Pet Band will be the Pet Band for most of. Well, it will be the Pet Band for St. Thomas games if they're on Friday, Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. Not Saturday.
1: Is there a show car competition that Saturday? That half you the Pet Band is in the
2: pit Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was
1: like, there. It, it has to be because they're in the pit for Sweet and all the other show choirs at Rosie. Yeah. Dope. So I'm mean, awesome. pretty biased I'm
0: towards a couple of pet bands, obviously, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe if, uh,
1: because are guitars too loud. We love have you guys, our household to- at a
0: Saint, You'll have our household at a St. Thomas girls game there. See if we can get, I was going to
1: ask, what are you going to do with Gray and Reddick? Or are they going to come with?
0: I don't know. It's kind of, uh, yeah. If we're lucky enough to go, right. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but if we're lucky enough to go, um, just oh, you mean experience. us? Yeah, us, like us too.
1: Yeah, um, they'd be crazy not to let us in. Come on now.
0: I know. I feel like we do a decent job lifting up yeah. the league.
1: I just never want to be too confident. I never want to right. be too confident. But
0: so I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of want to ask, like, if you know, my wife's got a pass as like a band person, and I've got the media. Like, is are we able to bring them? If not, I totally get it. But yeah. would it be fun to have them there.
1: It would be super fun to have them there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um yeah. let's have a good chat about where we're at right now. So coming up, after we're just talking about how great of a job we're doing, I don't even have the schedule pulled up.
0: Yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that after so me funny. not doing the best job of looking at stuff the last <laughs> week. Just one of the, I just just so sw- I just I forgot it was well, Wednesday.
1: Oh, you're fine. I mean, I canceled last week. I was just like, eh, not feeling it. And it's hard. It's been so hard to schedule. This is the hardest like season I've had for like scheduling coaches, basketball or volleyball. And that's no fault of anyone's. It just like it just has not worked out this season. I think when I was teaching full time, my schedule was still set, but it was like a little bit more flexible. And mm-hmm. this time my um heavy class days are Monday and Tuesday. I have nothing on Wednesday and one class on Thursday, but it's like with a Thursday, Saturday game schedule, we have to put this out Wednesday, Thursday morning at the latest. But if we're going to do it live, even if we're not doing it live, like you and I have to record on Wednesday so I can produce it for Thursday. And so then it's like we have to talk to coaches before we record it live. And Wednesday is my day where I literally just work at home. I leave it open for any meetings that get scheduled or like this stuff. So it's, like, when I'm so busy on Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm happy to talk to a coach, like, after 5, 6, 7 p.m. But a lot of our coaches have kids, and that time doesn't work for them either. So, yep. yeah, it's been really tough in terms of scheduling. I'm hoping to have one or two next week, but I um, – actually, I have two planned for next week, and I'm hoping for a third. Yeah. Um, but that well, still won't get us. Job of
0: getting them scheduled, it's it's tough. Like this isn't a part time job. This is a hobby that we're volunteering time and effort in, in doing. And you've done a really good job of getting coaches and Summit League reps on. So, kudos.
1: Thanks for them. Um, Okay, so where things sit right now, if the tournament started today, SDSU's at number one. They're twelve and zero. Um, who do they have coming up? They have Denver, St. Thomas, North Dakota, North Dakota State. They have four games left. I think they probably go three and one in that stretch. Well, no, let me take that back. I think they could go three and one. I hope That's that they fair. go four and no. I think they can go yeah. four and no. Um, but if they were to lose a game, I think it'd very obviously be North Dakota State. They've escaped last time. And I do so this is a, that's
0: in Brookings, right? Yeah, that's in Brookings on the It last is in Saturday. Brookings. Yeah. Okay.
1: It is in Brookings. Um, so yeah, as is sitting at the top right now. They would have to lose two games and have MDSU win out essentially to be tied. I don't see that happening. Um, so I think they're not technically locked into the one seed, but I think it's reasonable to say. If they sweep
0: this up. weekend and then, um, just doing a double check here. NDSU has two games. Yeah. If they, if SDSU goes two and zero this weekend, they've got it. And we've had this conversation before in years past too, because it's been brought up Well, if they have it locked in place, do they, you know, take that last game kind of off, get more minutes for everyone else. It's like, yeah, they probably will, but it's only going to be if they're winning by 25 in the second half. Like he's, yeah. he's not going to try to sacrifice or anything to uh, lose the undefeated. Like there's, there's too much good pride yeah. in that. Like there's, yeah, I don't blame him for he's not never, that. He's
1: never, never been one to do that either. And I think like all coaches are going to say like, Oh, one game at a time or, you know, want to know, blah, blah, whatever. But like, AJ, and I think most coaches in our league truly mean that when they say that, but AJ very much is like, today is today, no yesterday, no tomorrow. Like, he's not going to be.
0: And and Madison, I don't think we're in a league where you can take a game off if you're expecting to be in the NCAA tournament. Like, if they lose to a lesser team, honestly, like because they're the top team, if they lose to a lesser team at all, it, it's going to drop them a seed in the tournament, come tournament time.
1: And the non-conference um, was not as strong as we've seen it in years past. It was not scheduled as strong nor executed as strong as we've seen it in years past. So they have no room to be, um, to be screwing around.
0: I'm just looking so, up and I mean, uh, Charlie's latest bracketology. Um,
1: yeah. Go ahead and find that.
0: Yeah, give me, um, give me about 30 seconds here. I'll...
1: That's fine. I'll talk NDSU while you're doing that. So NDSU is currently sitting second. They are 10-2 and two on a five-game win streak. Um, their league losses came at Oral Roberts. That was a nine-point loss uh, about a month ago. Mm. And then at the beginning of February, that – what is that? That's a seven-point loss to South Dakota State um, in mm-hmm. Fargo. So they have – St. Thomas, North Dakota, USD, and then SDSU coming up for their next four.
0: They've been playing like.
1: Do you find it?
0: Really, really well. Yeah. um, So, really quick, back to state. Um, SDSU is projected to be back in Syracuse. Was that where their first Sweet 16 game was? Or the the only one? I don't know. Their Sweet 16
1: game was in Oregon, I think. They won in okay. Syracuse to get to the Sweet 16, right?
0: I can't remember. I think you're right, though. I think that's it. for some reason Syracuse sticks out. Um, but they're they're the 12 seed playing the five seed Indiana, um, and then the other pairing is Syracuse against Fairfield before 13 matchup. So that was as of yesterday. And you said
1: that's in Syracuse. Yep. Wow, the N is not being friendly tonight. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. You said that was in Syracuse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In Syracuse.
1: Guess what? That's in driving distance going? for me.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, I can prove it. I'm crossing my fingers. That I was just thinking about that earlier today. And also, if they were to make. I assume that region would go to the Albany regional then.
0: Nope. Portland. They're in the that Portland. Makes
1: zero set. I know. Okay. Well now I'm pissed.
0: So in the Portland bracket, the <laughs> four I'm cities not- are, uh, there are four host sites. I should say Stanford, Syracuse, Los Angeles, and Austin. So you've got like two Austin and then Syracuse.
1: I will quite literally, literally, Chris Schreger literally never understand regionalization. It is but a crock of crap. Anyway. Charlie's
0: also been known to not really be super accurate with some like of this accurate,
1: stuff. You know, like how he pretty much never knows what he's talking about with our league. Is that, is that what you're referring to?
0: That is exactly what I am uh, yeah. <laughs> referring. Like the Albany region. Oh, there's two. Wait. Oh, they only moved. There's only two. Final four. Hold on. Why am I? Am I dumb? Am I seeing? I'm seeing a Portland, two Portlands and two, two Albanys? Why?
1: Yep. So that's what I was saying. So there's the the, um, Sweet Sixteen. Will have. Eight teams in Portland and eight teams in Albany. Those are regional host sites. So that's what I was asking about that Syracuse pod. Oh yeah, then it definitely Albany doesn't make sense. sense. Yeah, exactly. So Portland,
0: you have but Portland, you have Stanford, Syracuse, LA, Austin, Iowa, Baton Rouge, Boulder, and Raleigh. But you have Manhattan. Oh, Manhattan, Kansas, and Albany. Okay, that's fine. Weird. Okay. Weird. Yeah. We're going to break Weird. all Anyways, this down. In our... projected.
1: Yeah. We'll break all this down in our um, whatever episode. It'll be after the tournament like episode. Oh, we have two people. My lovely husband says, yes, we want at Syracuse to make the Sweet 16. And Harry Giesler also is confirming that. So thank you, friends. We appreciate that very much. Okay. I love that people are watching us. This is amazing. We have fans. Maybe they're not fans. Maybe they're just putting up with us. I mean, that's fine too.
0: <laughs> Appreciate the support nonetheless.
1: Yeah. I was talking to someone yesterday who had said, um, I made some comment about like, oh yeah, I call the shots all the time. And they were like, not all the time, just sometimes when I was like, no, all the time. Ask my husband. They were like, how does he deal? And I was like, he knew what he was getting into. He's still here, so dude's tough. He can handle it. Um, Okay, Oral Roberts, who is our feature tonight, you'll hear from Coach Kelsey Music later. They sit at 8-5, and their league losses, twice to South Dakota State, once to North Dakota State, once on a Jade Hill buzzer beater at St. Thomas very early in the season, and one that they Mm -hmm. probably would prefer not to talk about to Denver. Not to take anything away from Denver. I think Oral Roberts ran on a gas a little, but also to hype up Denver. I can't remember if we talked about this game or not, because I think we took the week off after we this did. happened. Um, yeah, we might have to go pull stats from that. Denver was so hungry, so hungry. And I know I'm biased because I'm friends with Dosha, and I root for the underdog and blah, 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 whatever. I don't care. Denver was so hungry. They're so talented. And yes, they have upperclassmen on that team, but they're running everything through sophomores. Literally everything goes through Emma Smith and Jordan Jones. And they finally, I'm just happy for them that they like finally put it together and they beat a team that was a contender and still is a contender. I think Oral Roberts is very much still a contender. If they catch NDSU on a not perfect day or SDSU on a not perfect day, it's going to be absolute madness. So, Happy for Denver that They've they got lost. that win. Um, sorry, what? Sorry,
0: the Denver's lost four in a row since that win against they the ORU. They have.
1: I know. I know. Um, I was saying ORU is going to be a contender, not Denver. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, that, that offense, good I mean, That four. offense
0: is going to be – it's been consistent pretty much all season, especially in conference play. Like, that's still scary come March because if they catch fire – We've seen it before in the Denny like mm-hmm. that, that that's an unbeatable offense if they can click like they've shown they can
1: a thousand percent. And you'll hear this in the interview later. There are two players, according to conference only stats, there are two players in the league who have dropped a 30 piece twice. And they're both. Oh, are you Golden Eagles? insane and two they did it one of them was in the same game too actually in that loss to denver hannah cooper and talia jones one had like 31 and one had 30 i think or 32 30 something like that um oral roberts so as they sit in the three spot i think i mean i can't confirm or deny nothing is locked i think they're probably going to end up staying there um, who they have coming up is Omaha, USD, Kansas City. That USD game, well, okay, they're all important. But what we talked about in the interview, my husband, look at this man. I'm just here for Jordan. That's okay. Love you too. <laughs> um, Thanks, I Joe. I can't even. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, all three of these games are important I argue because of what we talked about in the interview the Omaha game is important because Omaha's fourth in the league in offense they're the only team if USD has a good day I would include them but Omaha's the only team who consistently I think is going to be a threat to or to keeping up with ORU's offense so I think that game's important Omaha also almost beat ORU last time it is a 10 point game if you look at the box score but it was like a four-point game until literally the last ninety seconds. So I don't, I don't take that at face value. Uh, but I think the game that's really important for ORU is the USD game. ORU is in third; they're sitting at eight and five. USD is in fourth, um, at seven and five. Who USD has coming up? Let's see. They have four left: Kansas City, Oral Roberts, North Dakota State, and North Dakota. Oof. USC had a close game with Kansas City. They're probably going to have to fight really hard against Oral Roberts. North Dakota State's Mm going to be tough. I really only see like one guaranteed win out of that for USC. I
0: mean, it's not up or shut up time. Like, (laughs) I, I, I listen, I was out of town and not with any technology necessarily on or access to it on Thursday. And when I got back and saw that they had lost on Thursday to Omaha, I, what team are we going to get now? Like they, we kind of talked about that, but it's like, what team are we going to get? Are they going to beat Earl Roberts by 20? Are they going to lose to Kansas city this time? I don't know. It's not ideal to be in the four or five spot because of the semifinal matchup with SDSU. I'd rather that be on a Tuesday, but here we are. If well, ORU wins also- one, like I think they've got the uh, the three seed pretty locked up because they would sit at nine and five. Well, I suppose it depends because if they beat USD, they for sure got it locked up. I don't think that's it matters that's what, what, what I'm saying.
1: School. That is the one. Like Omaha is important for ORU for the extra padding, but the USD game is the one. that's the must win. Um. You mentioned like not knowing what USD team you're going to get. I'm going to not go in order here and jump down to Kansas City. Kansas City's 2-10. and ten. I don't know what Kansas City team we're going to get because on one hand, mm-hmm. they're 2-10. and ten. They're guaranteed to go to Sioux Falls. What's the point, right? On the other hand, that 2-10, and ten, if a few games had gone the other way, could arguably be a four and six or a five and seven, which I mean, Absolutely. is still not fantastic, but like it's better. And also, on the other hand. Mallory said Mallory Bernhardt said something in the presser um, last year at the Summit League tournament, and she said it was referring to Kansas City having like seven active players or whatever it was, and she was like, well, yeah, you're going to play loose if you can't get yanked. Right. And like, sure, Kansas City has a full bench now, but they can't get yanked mentality like there's no reason for them to play up tight. They know they're going to Sioux Falls. Sure, they're at the bottom of the league, but everyone is going. Everyone gets there. Why not like play those games with a different mindset? So we might get the Kansas City that doesn't care, but I actually think we're going to get the Kansas City that's like, look, we could have won X amount of games that were really close. And like, maybe this is their opportunity to pick up the pace of the momentum. Going into Sioux Falls, but I don't they're know still anything to get anything that. that I say. Yeah, that sounds like mildly legit or positive. Like, always ends up being disproven. So <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, anyways, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was I was just gonna mention like they're technically Kansas City and Omaha aren't out of it yet to get up to that seven and eight spot. Yeah, And the UND's played one more game than them, so they've got – I shouldn't rephrase that. They've played one less game. Uh, Kansas City has played one less game. So three games with, uh, what, four to go? It's possible. Anything is possible. Or
1: does Kansas City have four to go? Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to remember who has
0: – Kansas City, um, St. Um, Thomas, USD – SDSU, NDSU are the only ones with 12 games. So one, two, three, four, five teams have played 12. Four teams have played 13, which I guess makes sense. There's only four game days left to go. So one team is sitting out each day.
1: So I'm so interested to see – Omaha I think for sure is going to be in that 8-9 matchup. Yeah. Well, wait. Who do they have left? Hold on. Hold your horses. Tough. Uh, oh, well they have ORU. Yeah, yeah. But also like Well, I don't know. I think listen, I don't think Omaha is going to beat ORU tomorrow. It is in Tulsa, so that's like to be considered. I do think they have a real good shot. They played them so tough. Last time, like there was there was not a point where I was like, Omaha's for sure going to lose this game last time until like the last 45 seconds.
0: Free free T-shirt to whoever can guess what time all games start tomorrow.
1: Are you designing the T-shirt and paying for it? Because I'm broke as shit.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Okay, well, then don't be offering stuff that we can't fulfill.
0: Sponsored by no one.
1: Have you seen Grace and Frankie?
0: Grace and Frankie, I have not
1: on Netflix. Oh my gosh, watch it! It's hysterical. Um, There's this episode where they're running a business, and I'm not going to specify like the item that they sell. But Frankie is like high as hell, and she gets on like Facebook or Twitter, whatever, live, and she offers free donuts and free like one of these products to like the first fifty thousand like people of their like fans or followers or whatever and grace comes back from a trip and she's like bro we can't like we <laughs> can't produce this let alone pay for it we can't like we, we don't we cannot mass produce fifty thousand donuts and frankie's like baking donuts at three in the morning and like letting yeast rise it's insane it just made me think of that when you were like no i'm not gonna pay for it and i was like well i'm not gonna do it so don't be start no naming real random
0: Random businesses with like free items, and then telling them, Oh, yeah, you're sponsoring this segment of our podcast now.
1: Um, you know how like SDSU, I think probably UND and NDSU have the Buffalo Wildlings thing, yeah, the, like free throws. Okay, somebody I cannot remember for the life of me, it might have been someone in the league, um, has that with Qdoba, and I was like, Oh, heck yeah. Like, screw beatups I want free Q-doba. So bad. I miss q We don't have it here. Free
0: chips and queso?
1: It's something. I have a burrito, I think. I can't remember.
2: Jesus.
1: Um, but, yeah, we don't have Doba here. And it's my absolute, like, I hate Chipotle. You know the line from Moneyball where they're like, there are rich teams and there are poor teams and there's 50 feet of crap? and then there's us. I've used that so many times to describe when someone's like, you don't like Chipotle and I'm like, listen, there are good Mexican restaurants, there are bad Mexican restaurants, then there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's Chipotle. I don't eat Chipotle. It's Doba for me. And Poncheros, yeah. but mostly Doba.
0: Poncheros is pretty good. I'm just glad you. I also got my Doba. They should... so good. Oh, man. They have Chick-fil-A and Qdoba in the Student Union Center there. After I left, of course, but.
1: Oh, everything's after we leave. Just like yeah. how the year after I graduated high school, the state golf tournament was in Mitchell. And I was like, mm, dumb. And you know, what's even dumber. It was supposed to be in Mitchell my senior year. But like two years prior, pier flooded, their golf course flooded. So they were like, oh, let's mm-hmm. just squeak back into the rotation. So I had to play at Hillsview instead of getting to play at my home course when I was a senior. And then the freshmen, or the seniors, when I was a freshman in college, the same year they were finally allowed to use rangefinders, and also moved the tournament back to June because finally, when I was like graduation weekend, May 18th, it was 32 and sleeting at Rapid City at Meadowbrook at like the toughest course in the state. And they were like, this is dumb for May. So let's move it back. Let's let them use rangefinders, and we'll put it back in Mitchell. Finally, I was like, this is bogus.
0: This is not the game I know and love.
1: Yeah, this is not what I paid for. Thank you very much. Um, okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, that commercial I do think Omaha, brought to you by no one. Not brought to you by no one. I do think Omaha's probably, I don't know if it's going to be 8 or 9, they're going to end up in the 8 or 9 game, or the 8 and 9 game, probably with Kansas City. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, they lost to Kansas City the first time. They play them again Saturday, so we'll have to see how that goes, those two teams may be very familiar with each other um, come Summit League Tournament time.
0: The Saturday, sorry Madison, really quick, the Saturday matchups might be my favorite that we've had, and I know it's because it's coming down at the end of the season, but like the Saturday matchups this Saturday might be one of my favorites I've seen this year, just because of like seating and seeing where these teams are at, and there's a, there's a couple, there's a rivalry game in there, like SDSU against St. Thomas. St. Thomas is a good team. They're vying for seeding as well. USD, Oral Roberts, as you mentioned, Kansas City, Omaha, seeding implications there. And then North Dakota, North Dakota State. Like you get a rivalry game that North Dakota is fighting to get as high as they can in the standings, too. And NDSU has a shot, a long shot, albeit, but a shot at the one seed, uh, but for sure to stay solidified at that, too. Like that's going to be fun. I'm glad that they're a little bit staggered. On the start times one two two four so just want to sneak that so
1: for me that's two three three four okay i always have to do like mental gymnastics with the time zone even (laughs) though it's only an hour it's still especially when there's like two games that start at the same time or like uh, like a one o'clock a two o'clock central i will always be like, okay, the first one starts at two. And then I'll be like, why aren't there three games on right now? And then I'm like, oh yeah, because three o'clock central, like, am I always have the schedule, the
0: league schedule pulled up? Am I reading this right? That the USD or Roberts game on Saturday is not on the summit league network.
1: Yeah. So I saw that. Um,
0: That's what I was doing.
1: So, okay. But I don't know if that's accurate because Omaha's, um, Schedule doesn't always say Summit League Network, but it always is Summit League Network. So I do, I'm i not sure, but actually, what is this, February 24th on the league? Yeah, it says it's, almost, it's Tulsa Local.
0: Nor is the, the Oral Roberts game on Thursday. That doesn't even have See, TV on it.
1: You're right. Well, I do have my iPad right here. Let me just pull up Midco and see if they have the, um, why is it rotated like that? See if they have- There must the... be
0: something going on where that they're just unable to be in Tulsa. Maybe students are on a break. I don't know, do they do through terms?
1: Don't... No, I don't think so. I think ORE is a semester school, but all of these, even though they're through Midco, these are local crews. It's really only the Dakotas that get like the, you know, the J. Elsons or whatever that travel, mm-hmm. um, but like anyone from Kansas City, Denver, like those are going to be local crews. So what day is that? February twenty fourth. Yeah. What time is that game?
0: That one is. It's right here. Um... It's on. It's
1: on. It's on the Midco Plus app. Mid, the Midco okay. app has it. I mean, it would like,
0: make sense if they, that they picked it up, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go back and chat about St. Thomas. There are six and six sitting in the one, two, three, four, five, five spot right now. I think they're probably going to stay there. I don't see UND overtaking them. Um in any way their league losses came to south dakota state usd uh the tory to perry game i remember mm-hmm. that the literally two days after they beat ORU oh, on a buzzer beater they get beat on a buzzer beater that's <laughs> got a sting um ndsu they lost to pretty bad i think i remember that week i was like oh st thomas just had two buzzer beaters like They're so good this year, and then they absolutely got trashed at NDSU, and I was like, yikes. Um, USD – no, just kidding. Okay, hold on. SDSU, USD, NDSU, three-game win streak, and then ORU, 80-73. to That was fairly close. Um, Denver was a six-point game, and USD was a 14-point game. They have NDSU, SDSU, that's probably two losses, and then Omaha and Denver. So I can see St. Thomas finishing eight and eight. I think two losses and then two wins.
0: Yeah, I think they are a five hundred team. I don't see those those last four that you mentioned. I don't I I think that's a solid two and two finish to the year.
1: Yeah, it's also worth noting Saint Thomas conference record has improved every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they yep. finish eight and eight, if they finish eight and eight, that also will be um an improvement again. I would have to go back and see what their conference record was last year. I want to say they had five conference wins, so I think actually they've already surpassed that no matter what. Um, but don't quote me on that. So, if they stayed in the five spot as it sits right now, they would get USD. And really, even if they surpassed USD in the standings, they would still get USD, I think.
0: Yeah. Because... I'm pretty sold on the... USD and St. Thomas first round matchup. Yeah. Four and five.
1: Not sure in what order, but it'll be yeah,
0: I think that's definitely gonna be be the the Saturday. Is no wait, Sunday. That's a Sunday, isn't it? The four seed. Three and four play on three, four, five, six play Sunday.
1: 30, yep, three and six at 1230, four and five
0: at three. Well, great. From the women's side, I can't lose because if the Yotes win, great. If St. Thomas wins, then the band, the Pat, Roosevelt pep band gets to play another day.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: I mean, come on. How selfless That'll is that of them?
1: I'm honestly, okay, so not to go on a tangent, but you know me. Last year... I was low-key upset at St. Thomas getting to come to the conference tournament because, like, they can't play in the NCAA tournament. And I do understand, like, getting them the postseason experience, but it's, like, teams lost to them, teams that admittedly were probably not going to make the NCAA tournament, but, like, their shot was taken – not taken away, but, like, because they lost to a team that happens to be not NCAA eligible – Like, they're now out of the race. And for me, I was like, "Mm, that's a little unfair. You know, like, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think partially getting to know the people and also partially just seeing, like, I think I was a little bit in that group that was, like, D3 to D1 is wild. You know? Like, wild. Like, there's just no way. They're damn good. Mm -hmm. They're good. And to have Jordan Glenn, like, to have one person stay through the transition, she's the only D3, like, remaining player, and also to hear, like, I think Maggie Neagard and someone else in the presser said, um, coach runs our practices, like, a D1 practice, like, she was doing that when we were in D3, like, quite literally nothing has changed for us. I'm kind of excited for them, you know? I wish their tournament eligibility was coming sooner. I think that would give them something a little bit more to play for, um, but they're, like, Holding feet to the fire on some of these teams, and I'm excited to see what they do. So that's what i Thomas, side, but the,
0: the men, the men's are too. Like the, they're both yeah. teams' growth. I think the men's has gone a little bit like bigger steps each year, but the women they're still going in the right direction. Like there's been no slowing down, which is scary. Yeah, because what to help you with know, recruiting what? in the cities area and in the state of Minnesota which is scary because we know there's a lot of great talent that comes out of that state.
1: Well, and Ruth has said that too. And I, I'm sure Dawn has said it too. I don't like have confirmation on that, but it seems like that's the consensus. Like if we can get these kids to stay home, whether it's the Gophers, whether it's St. Thomas, like, yep. It's going to be wild what these programs are going to be able to do. So I'm excited. Maybe uh, Don will schedule
0: St. Uh, Thomas the same year that Amy down in Nebraska schedules USD.
1: That's literally what I was going to say. Because <laughs> I would love to see Don schedule St. Thomas. Did you see that Amy Williams was named in a lawsuit?
0: Yeah, I, I did.
1: I don't like to gossip. I apologize, but I just, you said her name, and I was like, "Uh, yeah, saw that. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, she was just named. It's not necessarily, like, primarily against her, but anyways. Um, Okay, North Dakota's five and eight. This is a tough one for me. I just wish it would have gone better for them.
0: They've got three great opportunities, though. It's tough Thank to you. end the year. I mean, God, if they can go two and one, um, they've got the Dakota the Dakota schools left: NDSU, SDSU, USD. But if they can go I don't two, don't and see one, two and one,
1: two one there, Jordan.
0: I know I don't either. But
1: do you really? I was going to say, do you realistically see a two and one there?
0: Realistically, like with my head, I see zero and three. With my heart, I want to see. I want to see two and one with my heart, because I think they're talented enough to do it. They just, yeah.
1: You're not gonna like this, but I think USD is their best opportunity.
0: What? How did that game go last think- time? Fifty-three,
1: sixty-nine. I mean, just picking um, but out it was of those closer three, than-
0: sure. Like that. Down in vermilion, but I think because oh, I think. think,
1: Sorry, I can't tell when you're talking because the internet's being dumb. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um,
0: no, you're fine. I was just saying my computer. I think there
1: are, I think there are opportunities with North Dakota State because I, it's a rivalry game, like, there's always an opportunity there, but. I don't know. I don't know. I would love, because of like the beef with Jory at the end of the game last time, I would love to see Mallory go up there and torch him. I would love to see that shit happen in the shack, but I just, North Dakota State's playing too well. They're too talented. UND's very talented too. Like, I don't want to take anything away. They're just not cohesive. You cannot succeed when you're not cohesive, and they're just not. It's just but not at all there. Then again, so, Omaha beats
0: beat USD, Denver beats ORU. Who knows what can happen?
1: See, the Denver ORU, you're going to think this is biased because I'm a jackrabbit. Like, of course, I like don't want USD to win all the time. But like the Denver ORU is more shocking to me than Omaha USD. But I also think that Omaha has had a couple of those games like Kansas City has had where they're just not quite they put together three and three-fourths of a, of a game, but like not quite four complete quarters or whatever. But we've also seen USD do that several times. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, who's next? Denver. Denver is 4-9. and nine. Has not gone great. They've had their opportunities. They have SDSU, Kansas City. St. Thomas. Dosha's going to tell you she sees three really good opportunities. She is very, like, let's go 1-0 and today, which, mm-hmm. I mean, most coaches are. I see three good opportunities to improve and develop as a team. I see one and a half to two opportunities to get a win based on what I've seen. I think Kansas City, well, how did I go last time? Sixty-five to fifty, yeah. I I can see a win at Kansas City. It's also in Kansas City, though, so that's something to know. Kansas they have City, nine St. And Thomas at home. All. Yeah, they have St. Thomas at home. How's St. Thomas on the road? Do you know? Can you find out? Six and six. Is that overall? Yeah, that's overall. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I could see St. Thomas being a win. I could see it, but I think it would be close. So, I don't know. I think Denver probably stays – let's see, where are they at? Four and nine?
0: Kansas City finishes with three home games. That's That's ideal. Yeah.
1: You know, if UND goes zero and three, that puts them at what five and eleven. Eleven. If Denver gets one win, that puts them at five and eleven. I
0: don't know who'd have the tiebreaker.
1: Ah, UND would. They beat them twice. UND. Yep, they beat them twice. Denver would need two wins. To move ahead of you next
0: week's, week's episode is going to be fire.
1: Fire. Um, if let's say UND loses out and Denver goes two and one by the grace of God, that puts Denver in the six and gives them ORU. Yeah. Do you know how wild that would be? Do you know how wild that would be?
0: Oh, boy. We'd get a Denver. What? Denver NDSU semifinal?
1: The way I just got so excited. Like, listen, is Denver going to go 2-1? Probably not. I I go so hard for Denver anyway because I love them so much. I'm going to go so hard for Denver this weekend. (laughs) So freaking hard for Denver.
0: Like I've said before, too, is if – A lower seed gets an upset like i'm talking like the six or seven and and really the eight but if a lower seed gets an upset and they have to play one of the south dakota schools now it won't happen necessarily this year with usd because they'll more than likely end up at the four but when they've been the two or three seed right like those teams that are outside of the south dakota schools they aren't intimidated like especially if they get an upset that first round they are out for blood they don't care how many people are in the seats wearing red and blue like they're out for blood they they thrive off of it they're like come on mm-hmm. you know make some more we, we've seen it before like they welcome it they're like the playing the villain like they're a villain in Madison Square Garden you know see it all the time
1: yeah absolutely um all right. Kansas City. No, I'm not saying a that ten. a seven
0: seed is going to make it to the semifinals this year, but you never know.
1: Dude, who knows though? Kansas City did as the 10 with seven That's active right. girls. I mean, who, like, literally Sioux Falls is a minefield. Like, you just don't know um, what's going to happen.
0: We sleep. And in I will May. always
1: die on that hill, right? Huh?
0: We sleep in May.
1: We sleep in May. Yeah. I will always die. On that hill, because like, could I have predicted what Kansas City was going to do last year? No. But I told people they were coming. I told people they were going to be ready, and people literally said I was insane. And then I was like, "Told you." That's all I gotta say. Um, to speak of Kansas City, you, as you mentioned, they finished with um, three—well, three out of four games at home. They host USD tomorrow. Um, I—that's an opportunity. For for them. I think mm-hmm. they travel to Omaha. That's an opportunity for them. They host Denver. That's an opportunity for them. And they host Oral Roberts. I, I could see Kansas city going three and one these next two weeks. I think more likely is probably a two and two or one and three, but they, they definitely have a very real shot to go three and one.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I'd like that. Uh... I'd like to see him go 2-2, two and two, but I don't think – they're 1-10 on the road this season. So picking them to win in Omaha, like, I don't know. That's tough. And being at home against a team like USD is helpful with the pressure that they give USD. Um, but going to Omaha is going to be a tall task how- based just how they played on the road.
1: Well, and also how Omaha plays at home, right? Almost meeting yeah. oral Roberts happened at home. Um, how is Denver on the road? Do you have that handy?
0: Yep. Denver is not much better. Two and eleven on the road.
1: So maybe they pick up wins over USD and Denver and they lose to Omaha and ORU. And that awesome. would put them at four and twelve. In that case, even if they did that, I honestly think Kansas City and Omaha are going to flip. I think Kansas City will probably be the nine, and Omaha will be the eight. Won't matter because they're going to play each other anyway. Um, Well, I mean, it will matter in terms of who
0: Jersey who they
1: play next. So if Omaha is the eight, they're going to get, and they beat Kansas City, then they would get South Dakota State on Saturday. Um, If they're the nine. And they beat Kansas City. Oh, no, no, no. no. They're both going to get South Dakota State. Just kidding. So it actually doesn't matter because that's the play-in game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, it literally doesn't matter. I mean, it's good for morale. But it de- they're going to play each other on Friday at the Summit League tournament. And whoever wins is going to play SDSU. So, let's talk about Omaha. That's what we have left. They're 2-11. and 11. The only reason they're below Kansas City is because they played one more game and lost one more game. Um, they have ORU Kansas City and St. Thomas coming up. I see Omaha going one and two or two and one, but I don't know. Sorry, I got mascara in my eye and now it's like watering. Um, I'm not crying. Um, I see one and two or two and one. I don't know who they win to or win it over and who they lose to, though.
0: I'm going to go with two and one. I think they uh, win against Kansas City and St. Thomas.
1: And lose to Oral Roberts. You
0: lose to ORU.
1: I think they're mo- more likely to be ORU. I was thinking they beat um, ORU and Kansas City and lose to St. Thomas
0: yeah I mean, yeah, I could see that. I just think the home going on the road is tough. And once again, that's another team that is two and eleven on the road.
1: This is burning so bad.
0: Don't cry because I the like episodes over. Smile because it happened.
1: I'm crying because you're so ugly, Jordan.
0: This is truth.
1: No, so I like had something in my eye, so I itched it, and then I like itched mascara into my eye, and now it's just watering. And also, my ring light is so bright. Um, so we should actually.
0: Good we got to the run. end of the standings.
1: <laughs> I know, and it took us fifty minutes. I always say, Not "Let's that. be so quick." We're never quick. Um. Okay, so here's the dealio. We have two weeks of league play left, starting tomorrow. Tomorrow, Saturday, and then next Thursday, next Saturday, and that be it. So come to Sioux Falls. We want to see you there. We think we're going. We hope the league approves our media credential. Don't know why they wouldn't because we're fabulous. Apply you know, to the video
0: with hashtag get them credentialed. I'm just kidding. Get that them really credentialed. Nobody wants to spell
1: Everybody out. Everybody but- email Ryan Powell and tell him that you will stop purchasing tickets to the tournament if we're not there. Just kidding. Please don't do that. Um, he would not be happy with an influx of emails. And Tell I him that if we get Ryan. media
0: credentials, I'll stop bitch. I mean, complaining about mirrored schedules.
1: Are we really going to do that? Can we not really commit to hell. that?
0: Not a chance in hell. I'm a fan not that wants to see it gone. So it is my right to have an opinion like that.
1: Not <laughs> a chance. Um, I will say, nearing the end of the season, overall, Happy with Midco Sports Plus. I have a few complaints. I would like four viewing screens instead of three. I'd like to be logged in on four devices at once. Um, I also would like the thing that Apple and YouTube TV have, like the four like box view. I would like yeah. that implemented. Um, a few technical things, but I think most of those are on the school's end and not Midco's end. Um, but I don't have too many complaints. It's affordable. And I'm broke as hell, um, but it's affordable. It's something I'm willing to pay for. I think they do a great job. I love the midco guys and the midco girlies. Um, they're great. I can't wait to see them all in Sea Falls.
0: I, I did like everything day, you, you know, said. Just- the all the professionalism and like the quality that they provide it it outweighs all of the minor things that we want. But from a fan experience, those are definitely valid um, improvements that we hope happens but like you said i can't wait to hopefully see some of them and um they we're so lucky to have them as tv folks for, for the league
1: yes like i that's something that i actually cannot stress enough is how lucky we lucky we are to have the company that we have in midco and the people like the broadcasters that we have in midco like some people ain't got that some but even people are in- western a little and well, see and you're me. right, and even
0: like the, the color commentary guys, the uh, the analysts that you've got, stats guys, the the production guys, like any of you watch all those production of the of the Summit League tournament, it's top notch. So it, it's cool that we we've got that from the truck to the booth. It's it's the best.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, all right, my, my eyes watering so bad, and it's actually starting to get like gray from my mascara. So we're gonna go um we will be back next week live with hopefully one confirmed guest hopefully three um that would be amazing so watch League basketball tweet at us don't don't be mean though but we want to hear your opinions and stick around for this interview with kelsey music it's not super long you're not going to want to miss it okay bye Welcome back to Reaching the Summit. We are joined today by ORU, head women's basketball coach, Kelsey Music. Coach, thanks for joining us again today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to jump right in. Simply put, this program has changed directions faster than a tornado under (laughs) your leadership. Um, It's wild, the turnaround that you've kind of been able to accomplish. About a month ago, you were 15 and five. That was the best start in 42 years. 11-0 at home up to um, February 10th. And last year, you talked about just kind of getting your team to buy in to a new coach and a new system. How has that buy-in been able to help you be so successful this season?
2: You know, we signed 10 new players this year. Um, We retained three from last season's squad. So I think um, with bringing in so many new faces um, and people that truly do fit um, our system, because we do run a system here with the dribble drive, um, I think it's just really kind of taken off um, that we've got a really solid group of, of players who have, are helping lay this foundation as we be, build this program kind of from the ground up and just re, you know, make make kind of, you know, the the culture changing a little bit of everything, honestly, um, from the culture to the way we do things to the way we run our program, um, you know, all of the above. It's it's kind of it's it's been awesome to just see the the change and like you said it has happened fast. I don't know that anyone really expected us to be able to to be as successful as we have been. Um, we still have big goals and things we want to do and reach, um, so we're not done. But at the end of the day, we have you know really ma- made that change this this year. And I think by bringing in, um, like I said, those ten new players that we've signed that are really have been impactful. Um, it's just been a, a great season so far. Um, I'm always, as a coach, you can always nitpick and find something to to fix. But at the end of the day, they really have um, bought in. They are playing hard. They do genuinely um, like each other, which is awesome um, on and off the floor. But they they bought into our culture. They bought into our program. They want to be at ORU. They want to play for us. And it's it's definitely shown on the court
1: yeah well and like you said not sure that anybody really expected that right you definitely made a run at some teams last year um but getting into my next question you've kind of had to redesign your offense a little bit we lost delaney Nix, lauren ramey um ariel walker and then the moores transfer out on top of that and you're really left with hannah cooper as someone that people know but then Mm -hmm. this year she's kind of taken a step back as you've brought in to Leia Jones and we'll get to Jones in a minute but can you talk a little bit about Cooper's just leadership and willingness to kind of take on a new role in your offense
2: I think Hannah can score at all three levels at any time but I think when when we assembled this new team and we've got her some new teammates she really did embrace the fact that she is a fifth year that she is a senior that she is a leader and she can score but she also can distribute as well last year she had such the burden of scoring the majority of our points night in and night out. And that, that can be draining. But I think this year she's embraced the fact that, Hey, I can go get 30 if I need to, but I can also pass the ball. I can share it. I can get it where we need to as well. Um, And she kind of drives, drives this program and has been a huge, huge foundation layer for us in that aspect. But, you know, the, The one thing about hannah she's a kind of a silent leader she's not really vocal she's not really loud but she gets it done with her actions she's a phenomenal teammate on and off the floor and just a a quality person just a high character kid that i mean anyone would want to help you know begin or run your program yeah
1: absolutely you mentioned that she can drop 30 if she needs to and she has Um, there are two players in the league in conference only that have dropped 30 pieces twice and they're both yours, Hannah Cooper and Talia Jones Um, and Jones is where we're going next. She averaged just under nine points a game, I think, at Arlington. She's doubled that um, in your offense. So can you just kind of talk about the contributions that she makes and how she's been able to explode?
2: Man, she could just really score it. I mean, she has that mid-range, but she has a great first step and she can also shoot the three ball. I just think that she's so dynamic with the basketball in her hands. And you know what, that two guard position for us, she kickstarts the offense. So we try to get the ball to the right side of the floor. Obviously everyone knows that and she can really, but she can also pass. But at the end of the day, I mean, you let her get past you and she's gonna score at the rim. Um, she she has, you know, she she can get, get fancy if she needs to, but at the end of the day, she can put the basketball in the hole and. Um, she's just, this offense fits her. Um, it's awesome to have her be able to be back at home. You know, she's from Broken Arrow to be right here in the Tulsa area, to be able to come home, to be around her family, to be around her little sister. I know that has been a blessing for her, but she's been a blessing for us. Um, like I said, she fits ORU. you. I mean, she's a quality, high character kid as well. Um, she's really hard on herself. So, you know, if she doesn't have a great game, she's, she's, she is, she's really hard on herself, but she always finds a way to bounce back. You know, she's always in it. She wants to do what you you ask of her. She really does. Um, You know, and the one thing I always say about her too is, what a lot of people don't see is she does. She has to score points for us, but she's also usually guarding the best player on the other end of the floor. That's not easy. I mean, you know, and she's averaging a a lot of minutes too. So let's say she averages, you know, close to forty minutes a game. She's having to guard the best player and then turn around and get buckets for us. That's not an easy thing. So I definitely give her praise in that aspect as well because she has to find a way to get it done on both ends of the floor for us. And she always rises to the challenge. Absolutely. She's going to be fun to watch over the next couple of years. Um, We really
1: could talk about every player in a uniform, but I also want to give you a chance to talk about Arkansas Tech transfer Jaylee Oglesby. She hasn't necessarily stuffed the stat sheets, but she's always kind of there and someone that makes
2: plays in clutch moments. So what value has she brought to your lineup? Man, what a spark off the bench. I mean, she's pulled a lot of double doubles and she, she she's only started a few games for us. People probably think I'm a little bit crazy, but she is that spark. She has that mid-range jumper when teams have gone to the zone um, because our three-point percentage isn't as good as it needs to be. She comes in and she, we find ways to get her the ball in that mid-range and I call her Jaley jumper. Man, she can, she can make that jump shot any day and uh, it, she's hard to guard down the lane lines. She's really You know, she's she's still like what I think the third leading scorer in the state of Oklahoma. She knows how to put the basketball in the hole and she wants the ball and she's not she's not going to shy away from any of those tough moments when we need to score. Um, She's really um, up up to her defense. Um, Obviously, she she's been able to score, but I feel like she's bought into the system. She works hard. She's gotten better um, on the defensive end of the floor, Um, but she's just she just brings something. And I think the other thing that she brings is some maturity. Even though she's only a sophomore, she's already graduated. She has a degree. She's just been through a lot of injuries, so she's faced ad- adversity with injuries and for her to be able to to really, you know, be healthy to be able to play a season and she really does fit what we do and, you know, it's kind of nice to have someone from the Great American Conference come here and be successful for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys sit at eight and five right now in the conference, everyone knows that I don't really like to take a record at face value. (laughs) If we break that down two losses to the top team in the league, one to the number two team in the league and one on a Jade Hill buzzer beater, that stuff's going to happen. Um, but you said yourself, you know, you can always nitpick. What are some things that you're looking to improve on or piece together better as we kind of wind down and get ready to head to Sioux
2: Falls? You know, I think we have to be better road warriors. We have to play better on the road. Obviously, um, the conference tournament's on the road, so we really have to focus in. I felt like um, coming off that loss at North Dakota State Um, They really did respond well at North Dakota. I thought that my team really did kind of buy in and accept the challenges that I gave them because I wasn't pleased with their effort for 40 minutes. I wasn't pleased with the way that we executed. Um, You know, we had moments, but we didn't execute at the rate in which we needed. I think at this point, we have to be able to put four whole quarters together. We have to play 40 minutes um, together. We're not very good defensively if we're not a unit so that's one thing we have to really hone in on we could obviously score a lot of points even on a bad night we find ways to score close to 80 but we have to score at a higher rate. We've got to have those five to six different players uh, hitting those double digits because that's when we're really clicking on all cylinders. And we have that capability to go into our bench with our scoring load, but we've got to transfer that to the defensive end of the floor and be able to get stops, get some transition buckets. But I would say being road warriors, being able to compete and you know play our style and our game for 40 minutes for four entire quarters, um, especially going into these last three games and, and primarily for the conference tournament absolutely well kind of to go off that my last question
1: for you you obviously do have the top scoring offense in the league um based on conference only stats omaha your next opponent is fourth they're probably out of your last three games the best threat i would say to keep up with your offense and they almost got you last time so you know they're they're gonna be hungry for this win what are you looking at without giving away too much strategy what are you
2: looking at specifically tomorrow um that you hope to see out of your team I mean, it's definitely going to be a battle. I mean, they can score it, just like you said. They've got a, they can go deep into their guard position, which I think is something that we have as well, where some of the teams we faced have really dominant post players or can bring in two, three, four post players, such as South Dakota State, South Dakota. They're really dominant in that post position, but Omaha can really score it at that guard position. They can really shoot the three. They love to get down the lane lines. I'd say they, you know, they're very similar. They, they kind of run the dribble drive offense as far as they're really trying to share the ball give those kickbacks, get down the lane lines. And we just have to be able to honestly be able to guard our offense to a certain extent at a higher level. And then, you know, luckily we're at home. So we've got to be able to to put the ball in the hole and score it. I think that when we make threes, it really does help our offense uh, elevate and we've really scored at even higher rate. So that's something we really have to focus on going into our game tomorrow uh, with Omaha, as far as making those three balls. We've got to be able to get to the rim, which we're good at, but we've got to be able to pitch it out. And someone's got to be able to knock down some threes for us. When we make, you know, eight to 10 threes a game, it really does open things up for us and helps us settle into what we, what we need to do to be successful within our offense. So executing, I think we also have to rebound harder. You know, we've been, You know, at the beginning of league play, we were up in the, you know, we were rebounding with people, beating people on the boards. But lately we haven't. We have to get back to really focusing on rebounding on both ends of the floor. I know we are pretty good on the offensive boards, but we still have to excel on the defensive end by getting stops and rebounding better. So those are definitely going to be keys for us um, for tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. All right, folks, Kelsey Music of ORU Women's Basketball. The Golden Eagles will host Omaha and USD this weekend before traveling to Kansas City next Saturday. Fighting to keep that three seed. Good luck. I hope it goes well for you. Um, and thanks for taking the time to be with us today.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.